I love you. Welcome back to the future, Couch Potatoes. <laughs> your present, our future, and as you're listening to this, our past. So, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah? Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's our future in that when the that viewers listen to yeah, this, it'll be we'll be future. older. But it'll be but the present day for them. Doing it in the past. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. doing it in the present, but it'll be in the past. <sighs> it's in the past now. No, you're going to break my brain on purpose. <laughs> Time is difficult. <laughs> hey, I'm the green traveler from Gorsh. And I am the faceless Leon. And you kind of sounded like Marvin the Martian a little bit when you said that. Oh, I wish I could. I, I used to be able to do a good Martian, Marvin the Martian voice. It's pretty good. But I can't I like it. No, it's no, not good. It's not, it's not bad. that good. It's not bad. It's pretty awful. Okay, anyways, this is Green and Faceless on the Couch, a podcast about movies and TV. Welcome back to the couch. I loved what you... Where's the kaboom? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It's supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. about aliens, (laughs) but there are some (laughs) aliens. One in particular. Are there now? Yes, one in particular, Darth Vader. From the planet Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> From the planet Vulcan. We pissed everyone off. <laughs> Everybody's out. We're done. We ain't listening to these fuckers anymore. But when you think about it, Darth Vader is an alien. Because to, yeah. to Earthlings... We consider pretty much anything from another planet right. to be an alien. He's from, right. you know, But that's planet. legit so, in yeah. the movie. It's in the movie. It's in the first movie. And Back to the Future. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Darth Vader's in Back to the Future. Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan is from the planet... <laughs> is in Back to the Future. Played by Michael <laughs> J. Fox. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I do love that part, though. It's funny. <laughs> I love this whole fucking movie. It I is, love it everything is. about it's this really trilogy. Good. This is a uh, this is a potato pick. Yes. Uh, every every month we do a potato pick. If you want to be a part of it, uh, all you gotta do is head down to patreon.com slash green and faceless. You can sign up. Uh, I think our five dollar tier tier is where you have the ability to pitch to make suggestions for us to watch. That is yeah. right for the potato pick. So uh, thank you very much for our patrons. Who suggested this one for us? Uh, Gage. Gage suggested Back to the Future Trilogy Back Triumvirate. Future. He likes them Trilogy Triumvirates. So he yeah, gave us the How to Train Your Dragon and now work. Back to the Future. Uh, but yeah. that is okay. I actually quite enjoyed this uh this I did too. This is a nice, this is a nice pleasantry because you know having that ability to suggest movies to us, uh, some could wield that power for evil. That is true. It's nice, and he, it, it's nice when they don't. That's right. He has cons- consistently given us pretty decent ones. At one point, he did suggest the Borat films, which you know, that's fair. Plenty of people argue is, uh, you know, torture. With torture and then other people would argue that it's it is really good and i would say both are true um as you can find <laughs> out by listening to our episode yes we already. already did an episode though <laughs> so we'll just leave that to you guys uh, i also found out how to include more i've been searching for it for months because i knew it was possible guys and i finally figured it out I figured out how to get more episodes on the different uh, podcatchers out there. So you should have, I think, all of our episodes up there now. Um, I mean, up until that one that is uh, called the New Year's special, uh, I I don't know. You know, it's it's rough, but it's worth trying. We're finding our feet then. Yeah, it's worth trying. And uh, here we are. I don't know what episode number this is, but it, I think it's in the 200s. Like 270-something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Ridiculous. Yeah. You know, we're, we're more Where has the, the time gone? If you feel like it's very disjointed and hardly listenable, 
then you won't like those first few episodes. (laughs) This is what we do. We ramble and we roll. Um, And somewhere in there, we talk about a movie We talk about movies, yes. Or three. (laughs) Or three. Today we're talking about three, of course. So Back to the Future, Back to the Future Part 2, it's parts, right? Uh, And Back to the Future Part 3. Yeah, they went with simple naming scheme. I thank them for it so fucking much. Yes, I know that really bothers you. All th- all three of these movies, the third one's a little, well, not a little, it's a lot different, but all three of these movies really do work as one long movie. Because in, in the, the timeline, you know, Marty uh, Marty played amazingly by Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly. Mm-hmm. From, from the very beginning of episode one, of part one, I mean, to the very end of part three, literally only like two or three weeks has passed for Marty McFly. Like, his life has been going fucking crazy for, for a solid month. And, you know, it's, it's you know, they, they do work it, as just one long-ass movie. Right. Like, you know, though, you say like a solid month, and most of that time is in the third movie. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, the first one's just a week. And then uh, not much time, I think, passes in the not second one. Not much really. time passes at all. Yeah. It's like a day and a half or something like that. Yeah. So good. So well done. Let's dive into it. Let's all talk right. the first one. The first one, uh, I will say right out of the gate, just like with Raiders of the Lost Ark. I love it. It's utter perfection. Like, it's this really is a childhood good. staple of mine. I, oh, yeah. This was like... This was the era of films that got me very interested in wanting to make films. That interest mm-hmm. has since yeah. kind of evaporated into wanting to just consume and, you know, talk <laughs> about films. Um, I still would like to work on movie sets. It's just, I need a full-time job. And right. it's hard to get into that industry, especially when you have anxiety and haven't worked on a movie set in a couple of years. Right. So it's, you know, it's it's been a while, but... I loved working on sets. They were like some of the best experiences of my life. But all of that interest, all of that love for films is came from this era because of Robert Zemeckis, Steven Spielberg, and all these other fuckers like yep. that. Yep. And this one, this one's Robert. This one's Robert Zemeckis, who will always be um, the creator of one of my favorite shots of cinema completely, which is the contact mirror scene. You know, just go out yeah. and watch the movie Contact or just watch the just type into YouTube mirror scene from Contact. <laughs> That's that shot's amazing. That's brilliant. And Robert Zemeckis brings all of that brilliance, all of that creative brilliance into this movie. And it's fucking great. It it's is so fucking really great. good. I am also very much uh, nostalgically charged. Um, <laughs> That's true. Clearly, I, I am, too. <laughs> I would literally watch all three of these movies to fall asleep at night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. At my, at my father's fair. house because we had an earlier bedtime at his house than at my mother's and I had a portable DVD player and headphones. Nice. So, Hell yeah. <laughs> so I would 90s watch... kids. Yeah. I would watch these movies so much that... I would just be like, yeah, that's a good enough place to pause it, you know, and just pick up <laughs> right where it left off and be like, yep, I knew exactly where we would be because I <laughs> knew like all the scenes. And I even right. when we watched, watched it, I uh, said a couple of the lines half a second before the actor did. Oh, I'll bet that pissed off your, your oh, wife. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tried <laughs> to keep it to a minimum. It was like once a movie. <laughs> no i feel the same way specifically about the first one I, I remember the first one really well the second one i mean even though i've watched it pretty much the exact same amount of times i think there's only been like one or two times in my life where i just watched the first one and called it good i feel like if i'm gonna watch the first one i always watch all three sure um but the second one is so similar to the first one and that's it's like main critique it always gets is that it just rehashes the same story kind right. of but I mean, we'll get to it when we get to it, but I think they do it in a really good way. I do too. Um, but my memory does get warped by that being so close to the original. That it's like when I when I try to think of the second one, I'll say something, and be like, "No, that's actually in the first one." Oops, you know, it's Oops. just like I, I forgot that that actually it does happen in the first one, you know. But the third right. one, 
third one is just so different that it's just it, it, I mean it sticks out like a sore thumb but it's not a sore thumb it's it's still good right, right. it just it definitely it sticks out from the, the series other three. it like I think what is great about this series is that it knew that it was a goofy time travel movie while also oh, yeah, taking yeah. the concept seriously yeah yeah it it and it made a really good movie and that last movie is like so self-aware it's like yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a little too much <laughs> i mean i i still like it i still I like, really it. like it but i i will say robert zemeckis sets up the time rules in the first movie you know he sets up how how time is going to react how um you know so marty mcfly he's got a friend named doc brown dr emmett brown played by christopher lloyd who yes. is kind of like your wacky mad scientist and this thankfully he lives near marty mcfly so that's kind of the nice. role <laughs> for christopher lloyd in my opinion that is doc brown. it's true that's true yeah it's this is um like if i were to try to think of like it, it would be this one obviously but then it's like his uh mr purple from clue Wait, no, not mr. Purple. Plum. no he wasn't professor plum was he though he was he was uh was he yeah. okay mm-hmm. okay for some reason i i couldn't remember if he was or not um because it's just like I, I said it but then i was like no that doesn't sound right uh but it's that and then the villain from uh uh the rabbit. What's it called? Uh, oh, uh, who framed Roger Ra- Rabbit? Who framed Roger Rabbit? The guy. Oh man, I don't remember the character. He's like a judge. Yeah, I don't remember the villain name. He's judge. But it's just like those are the those are the three roles for me for Chris yes. Lloyd because it's just like when I think of the man, it's it's obviously <laughs> Emma Brown first. Like there's Doc this ho- Disney Halloween movie, phenomenal. like Disney Channel movie. Yeah, where... yeah, we watched that one. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it was like good a grandpa that comes back from the dead. That's an iconic yeah, it's movie like, for me for some reason. That's true. What's it called though? It's I like where good ghouls die or something like that. I don't know, something well, like that. Well, I mean, we we did it for the show. I thought I, no, I'm pretty sure we talked no. about it. Did we? We talked about. We talked. About I thought we might have talked about it with. Watching. Well, I think we I think we talked about it with Halloween Town, right? Because we did Halloween Town. We did. And Halloween I thought we did like Town, a nostalgic Scooby Doo. And then something else. Yeah. It might not have been where the... I thought the, it was Hocus Pocus. That's true. That's right. Oh, well. Oh, you made me scratch my brain so hard, and now we have to talk about time travel. We better get working on this. So, uh... Well, I mean, it's it's hard, man. <laughs> this is a hard job. This is a hard job. We work all day, and then we come here, and we work with our mouths hard all right actually i'll do my best here to be real quick about the the synopsis what did i just do oh my goodness anyways my computer's fine well i can i'm still recording we're all good okay um i hit a button and and things shifted on my computer anyways marty mcfly has a friend as i said doc 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 brown Mm -hmm. uh and, and doc brown is working on his most recent amazing invention, which is a time travel machine. That's right. Which is also basically just a DeLorean uh, that he has vamped <laughs> up to be a time travel machine. That's right. And it's hilarious. The the amount of success this movie has given to the DeLorean car, when I've heard from pretty much everybody that it's actually a shit car. Oh, it is. But so many people yes. want a DeLorean. Because they of want this it movie. So bad. It's because of this movie. Oh, it, yeah. I know it, it is. That's what I'm else. saying. Because the guy yeah. wanted, like, right when it first came out, it was a little popular, but they were kind of lemons, you know? Yeah, like, it's all on that door, man. It's, it's all it's in that the beauty door. Of the, the door swinging and up. And it was supposed so to be, like, this rich genius guy that designed it, and he's oh, not... It was the car of the future. <laughs> he's not... Uh, the aviator he's not fucking help me out here what is his fucking howard name? hughes howard hughes thank you yeah he, he thought he was howard hughes and he just was not <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah the, this this delorean though is pretty, it's fucking pretty nice. great yeah it yeah, it's souped up with capacitor. a uh, flux capacitor that helps him, <laughs> yep. that helps Doc Brown tap into the time stream and and fly wherever he chooses to go. Yes. All he has to do is type in a date on his little computer, and poop, 
You know, you got to get up to 88 miles an hour and you're good. You go through the well, time stream. The flux capacitor also runs on plutonium. Uh, Thank you. That's yeah. right. The, the first movies well, one does at least. It runs on X amount of gigawatts of electricity. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. But he needs the plutonium to get that amount of yeah. of power. And you know right. they get out their little hazmat suits and re- refuel it. It's one tube of plutonium per go, which is just horrible. Yeah, just horrible. <laughs> he fixes it. He works on it. He, he makes does. it better. He does. He makes it better. But first, he steals from terrorists. Yeah, to get that plutonium, <laughs> he does have to steal from the Libyans. And who stole from the U.S. government. So everybody's a thief. We He's know, doing the morally right thing. We yeah. know how the U.S. government is about that shit. We grew up in Area 52, <laughs> damn it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we signed NDAs. <laughs> damn it, I forgot that was still going. <laughs> For a hundred years. <laughs> damn, how long is that? I wish I had a DeLorean. Yeah, we have to wait until our publisher rights go away, so then, you know, we're free market. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think that's, it's that kind they, of like similar rules. I see. Yeah. All right. Military <laughs> rules are very much like IP laws. Well, the problem with the first movie, um, the, the with the story that is, what sets everything up is, as we said, he stole from Libyans, mm-hmm. and they're kind of mad about that. Yes. So when he is testing... His time machine, when he's when he's showcasing it to the world, videotaping it with his young, seventeen-year-old friend, uh, who you know, <laughs> yeah, that's whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he like broke Doc Brown's window one day with a baseball, yeah, right, Something and like happened. came yeah. in and just and Doc Brown just grabbed him and started using him as like his guinea pig for something and he's just like hey doc what's going on it's like that very thing happened uh-huh. or doc Emma, doc brown was just like i remember you from my past and right. so i'm gonna invite you in for some coffee ah. <laughs> and <we> became friends <laughs> and he forced this friendship because he knew that he was necessary for right. all the shit that he was doing. Right. Maybe. Oh, there's so much. There's so much yeah. to think about in that regard. There is. Like, there is. But. But. Yeah. They, the Libyans. Marty goes back. Yeah. They show up. They shoot up the scene. Doc Brown dies in front of Marty. And uh-huh. to escape, Marty jumps into the time machine and accidentally goes back to 1955. 19 from 1985 to 1955 please never remake this movie oh god i'll be so mad if they do (laughs) yeah i mean we have rick and morty so that's the modern day interpretation so well exactly yeah people people don't you don't need to remake this movie you just need to make this movie like that's pretty much all everybody does is they just have their the wacky old guy paired with the younger yeah. <laughs> uh, assistant. Yeah, you know it's Doctor Who. It's really what it is. That's true. Like, that is true. It, yeah. it definitely feels like there's some influence here. Uh, anyhow, Mar- Marty goes back to 1955, which is not only the year that Doc Brown discovers slash thinks up the flux capacitor. It is also the year that his parents being marty mcfly's parents uh meet uh and that is george mcfly played by crispin glover and uh lorraine i forget her last name at this point but lorraine baines lorraine baines played by leah thompson and so before you get back in time you get performances of crispin glover and Leah Thompson as his parents, as well as, uh, is it Thomas F. Wilson that plays Biff? Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. <clears throat> which. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Thomas F. Wilson, if you look at his Wikipedia page profile, tell me that's not an older gauge. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it does look like gauge. You'll have to look it up. I showed gauge. him that. <laughs> look at, look I showed at him Thomas that this, F. Wilson. I showed him that earlier. 
He's I was got... just like, Gage, I found another celebrity doppelganger for you. <laughs> and Gage was just like, well, let me see it. And I showed it to him. He's like, I don't want to be Biff. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, really, though, really great chops. Because I did fucking oh, yeah. hate Biff growing up. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. he, he's lovable to hate. That's right. So, in the present storyline, in the 1985 storyline, Biff it, it works in the same company as George. He's got him under his thumb and makes him do his job for him and also borrows the car and wrecks it when uh, uh, Marty was supposed to use it for the weekend. T- to take yeah, out Jennifer, by the up. way. Uh, do you have who plays Jennifer on hand? Yeah, why isn't she listed as the maid, yeah. one of the maids? Uh, Claudia Wells. Claudia Wells. Uh, so, yeah, Jennifer is important. Uh, not so much in this movie, but in later movies. And they like each other a lot, Marty and, and Jennifer. But that's really all you get from this part. And he's supposed to take her out, but he can't because the car was wrecked. And then he goes back in time. And now, uh, George is uh, a high school nerd who has virtually no friends. Leah Thompson is doing things that she's always told her kids that she never did. Like sitting in park and drinking. (laughs) And uh, Biff... I love love the scene, too, where she takes a swig and and Marty, like, looks at her and he's like, Ma, Jennifer! Or not Jennifer, sorry. (laughs) Whatever her name is. Lorraine. Lorraine. It's Jennifer (laughs) Lee. He just looks over. (laughs) Oh, it's so Uh, funny that he just looks over and he's just like, Lorraine! (laughs) Lorraine. And then she immediately lights a cigarette and he's like, Lorraine! Lorraine! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael uh, J. Fox was so goddamn oh, good so as funny. Marty McFly. He is really funny as Marty McFly. Uh, so, anyhow, a really big complication of the story is that Lorraine starts falling in love with Marty instead of George. Yeah, because he fucked up the timeline. Yes. He fucked because up the timeline. How, how his how his parents met was uh, George was sightseeing he was mm-hmm. bird watching he yes, says in reality watching. he was peeping on her that's right he was looking in at her through a tree mm-hmm. uh, but he fell out of the tree into the road got and got hit. hit by a car yeah got and hit the man by who grandpa. hit him <laughs> yeah yeah the man who hit him was lorraine's dad and so you know they, they feel guilty they bring him in they nurse him back to health you know for, for that night feed him you know give him room and everything and that's where they first met. That's when he asked her to prom. Mm-hmm. They went to prom. You know, had it, and, and, and history was writ, you know. But. Doc Brown called Marty, it Florence Nightingale syndrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marty. Marty has to go and fuck it up because he does just what Rose does in Doctor Who when she goes back in time and watches uh, her father get hit by a car. So they read this off of modern day Who. Didn't they? No, no. Modern day, modern day. Who ripped this off of Back to the Future? I know. It came day... much later. I'm just joking. Oh well, I mean, it's all it's all time travel. So you yeah, know, Russell yeah. T. Davies it's, could have gone yeah, back in time and know. stolen the yeah. idea. <laughs> That's right. You're right. He could have. Or he wrote it first. Or he or Russell T. Davies could have written it, and then uh, uh, Tom Zemeckis went to the future and got it from him. Mm. That's, right. that's true yeah he he came and watched that episode of rose saving her dad that's and like, right. i could do this better i could do and that better and that yeah this this franchise is zemeckis's uh sports betting book the His sports almanac sports almanac the sports yeah. almanac yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're we on to you now. We're on to you, Zemeckis. Oh man, <laughs> you're gonna have to contact us with a lawsuit because we know what's up. Don't do that, actually. Yeah, we're, please we're just, don't do that. Please don't. We we, we love you, and we did not mean to slander you. Uh, yeah, I won't. I won't take this to to anybody <laughs> important. Nobody has to know. It's just between us. This is just a movie review. Let's do a closing statements on this. Movie. <laughs> 
minutes. Well, we can't do a closing statement. We, we, we just got it's. <laughs> we've been talking about it for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Well, hold we on a second. Let's though, finish it up then. Actually. Let's just finish it up. Right, right, he right. fucked up the. He fucked, he fucked up, up the, the timeline. timeline. He saved his dad. He's gonna be his own daddy. And, and now his mom has the hots for him. That's right. And you got this beautiful fucking weird ass Oedipus complex that's going yeah. on. And it's so well handled. It's so. Funny. Like, I, I guess this will be my closing statement. This will. I'll, I'll. I'll roll it into my closing okay. statement. It's so well done. Everything is well done. Like Robert Zemeckis. I don't know how crazy mapped out his board had to be, where he had all the timeline plot points right. and who knew what and, and who's motivated by what. That had to be so fucking crazy to look at, because there's so much going on in this movie. Right. Like, and, and not just in the in the foreground. There's the iconic. You know the the mall where Doc Brown goes to film his mm. his test of the uh, of the time machine. In present day, it is called Two Pines Mall or whatever Twin mm-hmm. Pines Twin Pines Mall. Well, when when Marty goes back to the past, he runs over the iconic pine tree uh, twins. One of them, he runs over one of them, and when he goes back to the future. The mall is now called Lone Pine Mall. You know, it's, it's it's he's changed the future, and it's like they don't they don't hover on the mall. They don't show this mm-hmm. shot for a very long time and hope you figure it out. They don't point it out. Right. They're just you know it's, it's just, just a detail. it's just a passing detail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and Robert like Zemeckis did like he did so much attention to detail. His time laws make so much sense. He stays by them. He does not break his rules in this movie. You know, when when the timeline starts getting erased, Marty starts getting erased. That's right. Literally and figuratively. He has a photo of him and his uh, his siblings, and you start to watch that slowly fade away as he fucked up the timeline. And it's, you know, it's not an immediate thing. He still has a chance to fix it, and so therefore he has it popped out of existence completely. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, you know, that's the crux of the movie is he's trying to fix his, his timeline so he doesn't disappear. And the acting from Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, phenomenal. Their chemistry is perfect. They make a great yes. duo to to helm these films. Even even Crispin Glover and oh my god, Marty. yeah, it's great. Uh, he's always yeah. such a character. But this is the Crispin Glover role. I don't care what, what? you say. Come on, it's that Friday no. the Thirteenth movie. No. You know it is. No, it's <laughs> this. <laughs> That's his iconic role. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it, it obviously is Back to the Future. But no, it's, I, I love that other role so much. But no, um, he's wonderful too. Him and Leah Thompson both are great. Biff, as, as we've already mentioned, lovable bully. Gotta love it. Everything about this movie is fucking perfect. It's so much fun. It's literally a four-star movie. I will watch it any fucking time anybody wants that's, to. They just have to tell me fair. I'm sitting down for it. Yeah, I think that's probably true, even though I have seen it. Literally more times than I know, uh, probably at least a hundred times. Not a joke. It was a good solid right. couple years that I literally watched it on repeat. Literally. Literally. Until I got Revenge of the Seth. Then I threw it in the mix. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds? Revenge of the Seth. No, if my dad knew I had Revenge of the Nerds, that'd probably be bad. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, All right. yeah, I give it a face and a half anytime, as you said. Hell yeah. I'd watch this movie. It's a good, good movie. Love. Heart emoji. Yeah. Should we talk about another shit. movie, or should we take a uh I think we should take a, a soda pop break, because I don't think we're going to spend as much time on the next two. We'll still spend Maybe. a lot of time on them, but <laughs> I, I, I feel like the, the story... We'll we'll flow much more smoothly from here on. We'll mm. we'll we'll do better. We'll do better. Okay. <laughs> I don't Please know. keep listening. <laughs> I don't know. Are we truly capable? Please. Please stick around to find out. We're gonna take a soda pop break. I think it's golden. <laughs> <laughs> if they like chaotic ADHD, they'll love us. I love you. So, I am back from the 
place that I go to sometimes that is neither in the future nor the past nor the present. Oh. It is the fourth part of the fourth dimension. <laughs> Welcome back, I think. Oh, I, I think we're, we're ready. ready to. Welcome back <laughs> from the future. Uh, we're going to the, to the future 2015. <laughs> At first. No. We're going to the future 2015. Right. Me and you it, right which is now. In our past. No. It's the future. It will be the future. It is now the future, which is technically <laughs> the present. And now that's the past. Uh, how fleeting is time how fleeting is time i live here in the present i am conscious i am sublime oh uh so this is the first movie (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) no you go ahead yeah the first movie ends with uh doc brown coming that's right from the future back to the present to warn marty that something's got to be done about his kids in the future yeah is there something wrong with our future no marty it's your kids they're out of control (laughs) yeah i don't think he says that (laughs) (laughs) something's got to be done about them (laughs) (laughs) and then he uses his mr fusion which runs on trash and i love that and there's probably something that had been shut down that possibly does something similar but not fusion that's right. hard <laughs> no not to make plutonium like speed no Ugh. but, but no. cars that run on trash hell yeah i'm sure that they can do that they got yeah, one that run we can on do that. grass clippings you know what let's just go straight from trash to nuclear waste <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go super fast. Everyone, Let's make sure we just get where we need to go. <laughs> it's like all the cars are are inflatable, like clean bubbles that like are separate from the generator of power. And you, excuse me, it is a law <laughs> to wear a hazmat suit with it. That's wherever how you pe- go. that wherever you go, that's the law. Anyone oh. between the age of zero and ninety-nine. That's what the law says specifically. If you're hundred <laughs> years old, do what the fuck you want. <laughs> you made it this far. Everyone's irradiated. We're really surprised. So you could do whatever you want. <laughs> you're mostly microplastics anymore. It's alright. Jesus. Uh, yeah, part two. They go to the future. Shit's really cool back in 2015. Yes, it uh, is. Not accurate at all. They, no. they did predict some things, yeah. but not a lot of things. Um, and that was the thing. is Robert Zemeckis, he came into this movie literally saying that they didn't try to predict 2015. Right. They just wanted it to be funny. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what they shot for. And it was. And it's great. It's it hilarious. was hilarious. You sure can hydrate a pizza, Mom. <laughs> in the future we find older marty that right. has uh succumbed to gambling kind of um mm. in a way he, he's indebted to people that's true he's a loser he's a loser he's a <laughs> yeah he uh this in this movie we develop the classic hero trope tragic flaw that he cannot be called a coward now, more specifically, it's a chicken in this movie. Yeah. He can't let that stand. He can't let somebody think he's chicken. So, Marty's yep. tragic flaw. Yep, which wasn't set up in the first one. Not at all. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> he can play guitar in the first one, and that's cool. Right. So, he doesn't yeah, need Yeah, it's to. really awesome. He doesn't need yeah. to establish that. <laughs> yep. No, that's... Uh, that's that's one of the weird things, though, is it's just like they, they didn't really have... I don't know if they had these two films in mind when they first no made the idea. first one. They made they made part two and part three back to back. Like, they just they just filmed it all in one go. It was like a whole year-long adventure for all of them. But, like, this one is... Uh, part two is, like, a couple years later from part one. 
and you know we got replacements in the cast. Elizabeth Shue now plays Jennifer, and then um, they they replaced George McFly as well. That's Jeffrey Wiseman. What? Um, yeah, you didn't know that was not Crispin Glover in part two and three. Well, he's not in three, is he? I don't think he's in three at all. Uh, very very briefly, I think. I think there's like one. I think there's like one shot that they uh, refilmed from well, the, uh, the first movie. I do know that David Letterman basically single handedly ruined Crispin Glover's career. And that always pissed me off. Yeah, he's I, got a lot of he's got a lot of shitty things in his past. Uh, David Letterman does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like he, you know, he does he does that thing. Some well did rather that thing sometimes where he would, if he thought something was too weird, he'd just walk right off the set. Well, he did that when Crispin yeah. Glover was showing him something, some kind of project Crispin was working on, and it was strange to be fair. And really, Crispin <laughs> was taking a pretty big risk of expressing this on, on live television. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he he walked away, and like the guy didn't work for like forever. Jeez, that's dickish. Yeah, he gets yeah. work. He gets work done now. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Still sucks because he's a fucking saint. But well. I shouldn't say saint, but he's great as an actor. He's, he's a fun he's actor. Very fun. Yes. Very strange always. Uh but I love it. But yeah, yeah, part part two and three is played by Jeffrey Weissman doing his best uh best Christmas Glover impression. I also didn't notice that they replaced Jennifer. They got somebody that looked a lot like her. And, and I think, I don't know, you know, I don't know specifics, but, like, Elizabeth Shue is known for a lot. Like, she's done, she's done, she's a good actor. And, you know, she has a bigger role in part two, Jennifer yes, does, because she does. she's taken to the future along with Marty. Right. And because it's her future that's at, at in peril. It concerns her, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, like. You know, with with everything that's going on, you find out in this movie that uh, Jennifer and Marty got married that's and right. had kids. That's right. And those kids are also played by Marty <laughs> Fox. Yeah. <laughs> I never oh, knew. Shit. So it's Marty McFly Jr. and Marlene McFly. Oh, my and God. And throughout all of my childhood, I never knew that Marlene, uh, his daughter, was also played by Michael J. Fox. I watched it. <laughs> just like two or three days ago and i was just like you know i was watching the screen and everything and she came on and i was like wow man they really did a good job with the, like uh is that michael <laughs> and i was just lost for like minutes i'm just like that is that's michael like that i didn't realize michael. that he played oh all of god. his fucking kids he and oh my god marlene's performance is so is so over the top. It's great though. Like yeah. it blends yeah, right it in with the with the set and everything. And see, that's the uh, that was the beauty of this movie. You know, the first movie is just a great standalone sci-fi, like sci-fi, a time travel epic kind of thing. Yeah. This movie did a lot of technological awesomeness, right? Which was pretty seamless on-screen appearances of the exact same actor. Yeah. So you have like you have many times where where Michael J. Fox is playing two or three different characters and they're all on screen together, and things happen where they they will physically pass objects back and forth between their characters so that it looks you know you you're left wondering like how did they do this you know it's right. just like it's not a stand-in they're both Michael J. Fox. There's flying cars and they're flying through a cloud the the rain of yeah. a cloud in a cloud. <laughs> yeah. I always was impressed by shit. that scene, but I do think that the fact that it was extremely wet and rainy really sold the effects. It, it's really cool. Yeah. And then, you know, <clears throat> you can bring the cars in on either lifts or wires, uh, but yeah, right. it's still, it, it's a lot of fun. I feel like what they did was they probably just filmed it on a green screen set Maybe. and then just, you know... You know, just had like, you know, did exactly what you do with the, the Millennium Falcon, which is close angles. And, you know, mm. you can throw the weather on it as you need right, from outside right. of the camera angle. Like, it's it's really well done. Like, it looks Definitely. good. It looks great. So that honestly brings me to Biff because he sees the DeLorean take off and he's like, that's a flying DeLorean. And this is old man <laughs> Biff, by the way. And, and he's like. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the future. Yeah, that's right. And. And he's like, I haven't seen a flying DeLorean since 
1985? Wait a minute. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, he remembers. Yeah, because, Oh, that's right, because at the beginning of, of part two, when they take off to go to the future, when, right. when Doc Brown, uh, uh, Marty, and, and uh, Jennifer leave, right. he comes running out and sees them take off. That's right. I forgot that's about right. that. And so he ends up stealing the DeLorean, unbeknownst to marty in the dock because he's only gone for like a few minutes in their timeline uh but he goes back to 1955 and gives a sports almanac with all with a bunch of sports statistics from the year 1950 through uh 2000 and it was marty's idea to buy this uh to you know get a wet head a little bit but doc brown is like that's unethical Biff gets a hand. Biff. Is it Biff? Yeah, Biff. Okay. That sounded right, wrong it's for a minute. It's Griff in the future, yeah. yes, but I was thinking Duff well, or Griff Buff. in the past. Griff in 2000. Isn't it Griff in the past? Oh, no. no, it is Griff in the future. Griff That's his kid. Griff in the future, the, right? Yeah. That's right. And then in the past, yeah. it is, um, oh my God. Or it, yeah, it's Buford. Buford. A real name. Buford Tannen. <laughs> Biff's real. I'm going to yeah. name my kid Biff just to piss you off. Well, that's great. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> your kid will love you for that. I know, right? He'll grow up knowing that his hero should be a bully. <laughs> oh, God, no. All right. So, Biff does that in secret, but they don't uh, you know, know that. So, they go back to 1985 after they collect Jennifer. And they find out it's all fucked up, that Biff is in charge and shit. They find out what he did after they find out that Biff killed George in this timeline and uh, basically forced Lorraine to marry him and get cosmetic surgery and sent all the kids out to boarding school. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's really fucking dark. Yeah, it's really fucked. Biff is not a good guy. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, in the first movie we didn't talk about it, but there is an attempted rape. Uh, he tries to yes, rape. This uh, is true. Lorraine. Yeah. And at the prom, and that's when you know that's when George steps in and punch like cold clocks him that's out. That's right. And you know they kind of like pass it off like it's kind of weird how in the future he's like you know shining their cars and everything mm-hmm. and and I mean they treat him you know they treat him how he used to treat them like a bully. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm just like I don't know if if he tried to rape your wife, I won't even like keep him around just to bully him. I would you know distance myself from that fucker. Yeah. Like, Ugh. Yeah. Fuck that guy. It's weird. Yeah. It is weird. It is weird. But it, you know, it, it makes for a, a very entertaining story still as as Biff, you know, mm-hmm. takes advantage of you know, he knows what the time the the DeLorean does now. He's, you know, he right. watched it happen. Right. He's not a complete idiot even though he really is. <laughs> and so, yeah, they figure out what they he did and they end up again back in 1955. And Oh, we got to wait until we get to the third movie to talk about what you said the other day. That just kind of blew my mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of DeLoreans in one place at one yes, time. Yes, <laughs> there really are. And it's it's great. Uh, so they, they, you know, they figure out, uh, long story short, I think, and get it back from Biff without running into themselves and ruining their other restoration of the timeline. It's very tense, very in, in, enthralling. That's right, yeah. The whole time Marty keeps on asking the doc, like, hey, what's going to happen to Jennifer? Like, we left her off on her porch and it's not even her porch. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and he's like, well, when we go back, after we do this and go back to 1985, it'll be fine. And you know, Jesus, it's like, yeah, he really just <laughs> left her. He he has yeah. no care whatsoever no, for Jennifer. No. He, he just knows that Marty's important. It's That's very really much it a Rick Sanchez move. It's like, ah, uh, yeah. it'll be a completely different Jennifer by the time we get there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fuck it's fucked up. It really is. But well. We say it's fucked up, but he knows. Well, he actually, knows. no, because that's the the very future version of Doc Brown. Never mind. I was about to say something about the third movie, but then I was like, no, 
I don't think it's still fucked up. It's that's yeah, all it comes down to. Is, yeah, because so, they did that in the future too. They do that in the future where they literally just leave her with some boxes, like in, a, yeah. in an alley. He knocks her <laughs> out too. Like he gives her like a <laughs> this like really weird future light roofy stick that uh, Men in Black stole, or did they steal it from Men in Black? Oh, oh, Robert Zemeckis went to the future That's and right. stole the idea. He did. He stole a lot of ideas. He did. You sneaky boy with your DeLorean. So. <clears throat> we got you. We got you this time. So, yeah. What was I saying? God damn it. They, they solved the problem, basically. But right when we didn't even talk about the lightning in the first one. How he gets. Well, that, I know, right? Yeah. So there's a clock tower. It gets struck. That's not that important. But to get the energy that they can't get from the plutonium that doesn't exist yet, they get shot with lightning on purpose to send him back to yeah. the future. And now in this one, <laughs> Doc Brown at the very end gets hit by lightning and sent in the past, we learn, because he sent a letter to Marty to be delivered at that moment in time and the post office <laughs> man is like hey you know there's been wagers going on for years on whether or not somebody yeah. will actually be here but here you go it's nice to meet yeah, you Marty. Yeah. that that finale is so fucking iconic yes. like it's so goddamn funny because Marty thinks he's dead. Right. You know, Marty just like saw the saw the DeLorean get struck by lightning and then it just poofed out of existence. Yeah. I love the so when the DeLorean like goes off and does the time travel, it makes flame tracks uh on, right. on the road. I love that it did like a little curly Q one in the sky. Yeah, it's so yeah. fucking funny. It's like double S's. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. And then like uh and, and then like there was uh there was like a string attached to it, like a long rope of, mm. of like a little banner that you would see at a carnival kind of thing. And that yeah. comes fluttering down very sadly and then like lands on the ground. And like you, you think it's like, oh God, Doc's dead, you right. know, but then he comes up and the, the, the guy <laughs> comes up to deliver the letter. And I just love Michael J. Fox's reaction. It's so fucking perfect. Don't you know what this means? He's alive. <laughs> the dark's alive. He's stuck in 1885, but he's alive. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, he just goes nuts. Let's do and like that poor guy. That poor guy, like watching on, just had to be like, I don't know what's going on. This is not the the way to read. This is not what I expected, but. You know, maybe we should have expected time travel after waiting a hundred years to deliver this package. Yeah, right. Yeah. My God. All right. Closing statements. <laughs> I I like it. It's still it's really mm -hmm. good. The concept, the storytelling is all beautiful. It's still it's continuing from the mm -hmm. last one in, in a really good way. It's doing a really damn good setup for the a finale for a trilogy. Right. It is a little overstuffed. Uh, there's a, there's a lot to this one. It doesn't really hurt the entertainment value, but just because it does replay that first movie so much, mm. but from different angles and from right. different point of views and everything, it, it you know it can get confusing if you're if you're just wanting to watch casually because it, it right. can get you a little. You can't really watch this movie without the first one. That's definitely true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's funny. It's fun, and I give it three stars. I. Give it a full face. I, I don't think I will give it a full face and a half, but it is hard to imagine me watching the original without watching the other two. So, you know, it does right. have a lot of rewatchability, but it it might, I mean, I think it might be my least favorite of the two. I well, mean, that's fair. I, I love all three of them, so what can I say? It, it falls smack down in the middle for me. I think they get... I say I'm gonna say they get worse as they go, but it's not. They don't get worse at all. That's they also get, fair. Know, that less this, perfect. This was my go. brother's favorite one. Yeah, Good. I think that I think all opinions are fair. <laughs> <laughs> don't cancel us. All opinions are fair. Uh, all opinions are fair. So back to the future three. We're going oh, to the wild, it. wild west. So the whole time they were in California. I don't know if we said that, 
but no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're in California, and yeah, Doc gets sent back in time, and he's always wanted to go to the Wild West. That's right. He writes this letter to and and, and be a blacksmith too, and that's what he's doing while he is also trying to maybe figure out a way to get home. However, right. he d- decides that it's not going to work out because he just isn't going to be able to get the parts that are necessary to rebuild it because they wouldn't exist until the 50s. Uh, so right. luckily, Doc Brown existed in the 50s. And so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fact, that is who helped in the first movie, Marty, get back to the future. Right. So, uh, <clears throat> Marty goes back and finds him again. He's like, what are you doing here? Who did I just send to the future? Oh. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. <laughs> that poor guy, like, he had, like his whole world was rocked at the end of the oh, second yes, movie. Because yes. it's like, he thinks he succeeded in sending Marty back to his pres- Marty's present day. Got struck by lightning to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. His hair is all static shocked up. Like it, it always is, but now it's right. even more strict. Um, but yeah, he, and then, and then Marty comes out of the blue and he's like, you did succeed, but I'm back from the future. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Doc Brown is just out. He hits the ground. He's like, I can't. Yeah. And there's a limit for everybody. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's this, there's this really cute scene where they wake up in, um, Doc Brown's 1950 home. And uh, apparently he had a mansion back then and, and a family fortune, but he spent it all on his experiments and stuff. Uh, and he lives basically lives in like this overstuffed garage laboratory now, if I recall, in 1985. He probably does whatever the fuck he wants now that he's got a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we don't know what he does in between when he goes to the future and then comes back to pick him up at the very end of the first movie. We don't know. Some time right. passes. He gets some work done. He might have done a lot of shit. We do know we that know. back in 1985, after he's given up, he buried the DeLorean. And we'll get back to that. He buried the DeLorean. <laughs> and he asked Marty not to come back. But a few days after he wrote the letter, he gets shot and killed over yeah. some money. Marty's... Marty stumbles upon his gravesite in 1955. That's right. Along with 1955 Doc Brown. That's right. And he's just like, Doc, you gotta look at this. Yeah. <laughs> and they, just, they take a photo of it. So that's our that's our photo element of this one when he goes back to 1885. That's a pretty big coincidence yeah. that Doc Brown was buried at the cemetery that right. uh, he buried the DeLorean at. But I guess it would make sense if it was near the town that he was at but i would right. think that he would bury it somewhere that was a little bit farther away well i think like after a while he's kind of just stuck with doing what happens because it's like mm-hmm. there's certain parts of his future that he knows yeah and there's certain parts of his past you know or not past but like there's certain things that he knows happened right just because he came across his future selves or something Right. And so it's just like, I think that was one of those facts is he knew that, you know, he's like, this DeLorean doesn't work, so I have to right. bury it here. I also forgot about the logistics of actually moving a DeLorean that does not power up. Has no- <laughs> yeah, that's right. He would have to have some horses. <laughs> also, like, they had to, like, siphon the old gas out and put new gas in it in 1955 because that gas would right. not it would not run yeah well that one ran on the uh no trash i think that was the flux capacitor doc brown in this movie says the delorean always ran on gas because they lose that one also was able to fly i believe and i think he i think in the future he might have had it built for something other than gas right but did the gas who knows do the hover system doesn't matter they can't get back because they because michael j fox ruined the gas tank and the delorean and yep. uh so they're fighting against buford tannin uh biff's like great great grandpa or something 
and uh, <laughs> that is the person who shot. Well, we'll shoot Emmett Brown. God, this is hard to talk about, isn't it? Uh, it's time travel. <laughs> it gets fuckery new. And uh, so Leah Thompson and uh, is there along with another Marty uh, Mi- Michael J. Fox uh, character. That is, they play the McFlies, an Irish immigrant family. Uh, the first, oh my God. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. Eventually, uh, there will be. This is who he, Marty McFly, was descended from. And, and they're very nice people, and they help Marty out because he comes dressed like a fool under the advisement <laughs> of Doc Brown. And it's really funny because Doc Brown's like, "Who? What? what idiot dressed you? And he's like, well, you did, Doc. <laughs> well, he still had his Nikes on, too. Like, he That's forgot right. to switch his shoes. Or well, he didn't he, have time he, he to brought switch him, his shoes. He brought him in. He packed him in the DeLorean. And um, drove off and time traveled and ran right into a stampeding tribe of Native Americans. So (laughs) I love that scene, too. I mean, it's dated in its language, of course. Yes. Um, This whole film has that issue where it's dated with, uh, you know, racist undertones Mm -hmm. and not purposefully. I don't think Robert Zemeckis. No, ever intended so. anything wrong. It was just the time. If anything, it was to um, address how they treated people at the times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and but I love that scene though because you you know it's like once he <laughs> once he lands, he just has all these Native Americans and he screams about. It. He's like, oh my god, and then he <laughs> hides. And then as he's hiding, he like once all the Native Americans pass, he like pops up, and then there's like white men coming on horses, and he's like the cavalry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my brother and I would do that all the time. When it's just like something would happen, we'd just be like the cavalry. <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, it, it's basically they do a very similar story, except for it's uh, Wild Wild West, and they also mix it with. Whichever one of those Clint Eastwood movies it is that he uses the the iron bulletproof vest thing that the oven the cast. Oh iron yeah, oven. yeah, yeah. I love that moment. Yeah, it's good. Oh yeah, because Marty McFly, uh, you know, he he doesn't call himself Marty McFly in the past. He goes by Clint. Eastwood. He goes by Clint Eastwood. <laughs> that's right. And in fact, when he's in the oh 1950s, he's Kevin Klein. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, because of his underwear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hilarious. It's funny shit. They apparently had to reach out to Clint Eastwood and asked him, um, you know, it's like, would it be okay if we used your name? Right. And he, I guess he was pleased as, you know, pleased as the peach or whatever, however yes. that uh, saying goes. Sure. He's peachy keen. <laughs> keen on the idea. Well, you know, I don't know really what else to say about it uh, n- yeah. necessarily uh, because the rest of the story that goes on. Oh no! I know what we have to talk about, Claire. What are we talk doing? The most important yeah, part uh, of this film, I think. Yeah. The, 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 the weird, the weird romance with uh, <laughs> with Doc Brown. You think? It's I mean, it's so not weird. weird. It actually works really well. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, who who is she? She's a very famous person. I forget. Uh, Mary Steenburgen. Mary Steen 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 Steen. Okay, Mary Steinbergen. Bergen. Uh, she plays a school teacher who uh, named Claire Clayton, right? And um, Clara, Clara Clayton. That is much better than Claire Clayton. Gotta say. Um, so <laughs> Clara Clayton uh, almost dies, but is saved by Doc Brown, and uh, they instantly fall in love with each other. And Doc Brown has, like, never had a romantic interest in his life. And and now he's all of a sudden very much in love with this woman. They both love yeah. Jules Verne. I love all the Jules Verne stuff. Uh, yeah, he, he mentioned in the, in the second movie Doc Brown did that he's just, like, the two mysteries of life or whatever. He wanted to, he wanted to experience the two mysteries of life. And one of them had to do with the Old West, and the other one right. had to do with women. <laughs> <laughs> So that's how they set up the third one. They sure did. They did set it up. Um, yeah, and this this relationship is is strange because he's trying to go back to the future with Marty. 
and yeah. and they're going to rob a train to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's, it, it's good. good. It's weird. Like I I do like this one, mm-hmm. but it sticks out because it's so very different. Like if you if you look at the first two movies, they are a cohesive pairing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very similar. Um, but I mean, you, they went to the future in the last one, so it's like obvious. Obviously, they're gonna go to the past in this one. That just makes sense. And I get their choice. I get doing it, but it does make this whole movie seems so different than the first two mm-hmm. um but it's funnier that's that's one of its things that it's got going for it is it's it's a lot funnier that it, the whole cast wanted to do a uh, yeah. western it, it's that they was part are of the whole all thing. super into it you can tell that yeah they're super into yeah it. i mean the, the the idea came from when they were filming the first movie uh, I can't remember if it was Zemeckis who asked uh, Michael J. Fox, but somebody asked Michael J. Fox, it's like, if you had a DeLorean, what would you want to do? Or like, what kind of film would you want to make mm. or whatever? And he was just like, I want to do a Western. You know, he's like, I want to go to the old nice. West. You know, he's like, I think that'd be a lot of fun. And that's where they came up with the idea. And, and they talked to all the cast and the cast was super on board. Everybody wanted to do a Western and they did it right. They built they their own really well. uh, Western set. You know, it's like, if you're going to build, if you're going to do a Western you got to build your own little shanty town. I mean, it's not a shanty town, but like tiny town like that, right. like the like always in the westerns. And they did it. They they built the whole set. They you know they the the effects are just as good. You know because you have again you have Michael J. Fox playing two different characters on screen at the same time, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he he does it pretty well. And this one's even a little more advanced than the last one because they're they are they themselves are physically passing things back and forth. They pass something between each other, whereas in the in the last right. movie, the effects would happen around them, where it's like, you know, Michael would be on, on uh, screen at the same time, but another character would walk across the, you know, between them so that you know it's not two different takes. It's like, right. you know, it, it all worked so fluidly so well. Um, this one had just like a little more advanced because they pass a plate back and forth between each other because they're they at do. the ta- dinner table eating. Yeah. And it's 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 really it's good. good. It's yeah. it's another one of those things where it's like Robert Zemeckis is so good at doing <laughs> these cinematic things that you know if if you're not really paying attention to it, you're not thinking about it. But if you're like us and you know we we thought about filmmaking, we've worked on films. You know, as we watch this stuff, we're sitting there going like, man, there's yeah. so much work that went into this it's shot alone. It's really yeah. good. This is um, true. Uh, Another one thing that you reminded me of was, would you like a glass of water, Mr. Eastwood? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing this weird accent through the whole movie. It works. It's funny. Yeah. It's just, oh, uh, man. But it's so they, good. Yeah, but then they pour the water and it's just like fucking brown and red. It's gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then he's just like looking at it for a while. And he's like, "Yeah, I understand why people didn't make it beyond sixty years old." You know. Uh, so did God. you? I'm sorry. Did you do a closing statement? That was technically my closing statement. Like it's 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 for me. It's the least of the three because it sticks out so much because it's so different. I like a good period piece, but like this really did just feel like a, a episode of Bonanza. Kind of, it mm. has that kind of quality to sure. it. Um. The, the attention to detail is still there. The storytelling, right. the concept, the the, 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 the overstuffed storytelling specifically, it's all still there. And it's still really well handled by Robert Zemeckis. So I still only, I, I'll give it a three just like the second one. Um, nice. But it is the, the least of the three for me. That is fair. It's another 100% full face movie. Uh, like I said before, I can't imagine watching one of these and not watching the others, like, not necessarily right after each other, but, you know, uh, in the same week or something like that. Uh, it's hard to imagine not being drawn to do that. But it's not quite a face and a half movie, which I think makes it pretty obvious right. that I choose the first one to win. But I do really right. love this movie. Uh, I think that when you do time travel like you gotta do something in the past and they did the 1950s in the first one right uh, but i i enjoyed it being a western i thought it was <laughs> it definitely is like hey 
this is the third one. It's going to be the most buck right. wild. But honestly, the second <laughs> one is more buck wild. Like, yeah, the second one's way more crazy. Like, yeah. they, they really did set this one up <clears throat> to be crazy, but they went very subdued in regards yeah, it, to pretty much everything. Yeah, it's fairly realistic uh, in the past. Yeah. It's like there's really funny jokes like it, uh, about bringing modern concepts into, you know, the Wild West. It, like, you know, the moonwalk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun scene. That was a good scene. Oh, man. I hate the ending of and this scene. And then the, but... uh, the, the voice effects for that was the guy from Police Academy 4 during that scene. Yep. Um, the... Like, have you ever seen police academy yes. i can't remember that guy's name uh, well right i've seen I, um, i've seen enough to know who you're talking about but i don't know the guy's name oh i gotta figure out what his name is though he's so amazing at doing In the show um, his name signed sound effect i think michael winslow yeah. michael winslow um yeah he did the the sound effects for that that moonwalk scene, or the yeah the moonwalk <laughs> scene that michael j fox does it's <laughs> it's hilarious that man is is golden for his sound effects yeah, like if, if anybody crazy. was able to do any kind of weird sound it was him yeah that's <laughs> true well i think we d- did it i think that's the show yeah. i think we both agree it's jumbled it's crazy yeah it's it's exactly what you need when you think of a classic movie i think it's it's uh i think we confused everybody too and that's what we should be that's doing that's what we should be doing go watch the movies if you want to be less confused yeah. or more it depends more confused okay more confused well yeah there you go you'll be watching them in your future but at the time <laughs> that you're watching them it'll be the present and our past is now and our past indeed i am was and forever shall be the green traveler from gorsh and i may or may not be the faceless leon (gasps) safe travels and good night green and faceless on the couch is a proud production of fiction works 19 are you a fan of the show feel free to contact us at green and faceless fans at gmail.com or visit our patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe, or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.